blah. Y'all really know what it is. Your boy, Yakov. What it do? Episode 20 to the outlet to reality. The hardest podcast in Vegas and Chicago. What up with my co-host, Hami Brain? This is the place where you want to escape your reality, hide from your drama, and you just need a, a place to, you know, breathe. And I want to thank my fans for, you know, joining us. Don't forget to like, share, comment. Cha-ching! All right, y'all. Today, we got a special guest. Not only is he my one of my main homies, but this guy can sing. He's a producer with over 800 subscribers on YouTube. And he has a lot of views on his music videos. Give it up for Edward Monte. What's up, brother? What's good with you, man? How y'all, how y'all doing? Man, we're doing good, man. We're cracking, cracking, lacking, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I kind of want to share a time, brother, that, because, you know, for those who don't know, me and Brian, we used to go clubbing a lot. Back we go way back, bro. Bro, this is like every guest on the show. It starts with the same story. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is true. This is true. Oh, this is, is true. This is true, yeah, so. No, I believe, I believe all of them. Right. So there was a time me and Brian, we were invited to a birthday get-together. Atlanta Bliss, for those who don't know, it's the hottest club that has a lot of Spanish music. So we get there, and the funny thing is, you know, there's a lot of bouncers, like 6'3", bald and all that. And I get there, and I recognize one. He's like, yo, what's up, David? What you doing here? I'm like, you know, I'm here trying to chill with my boy, you know, get a couple moves, you know, here and there. Yeah. And he's like, bro, man, I haven't seen you in a while. How's mom? I was like, mom's doing good. He's like, hey, don't worry about cover. Like, you good. Just just come through. So me and my guy, uh, Edward, we get through. We didn't have to pay for cover. So I felt special at this time. Now, the yeah, funny me. thing is the girls that came behind us, they all had to pay 20 bucks each for cover. Finesse. Yeah. And usually, if you guys know, like, at the club, usually the girls don't have to pay. But right. this time, gender does not play a role in this. Oh. Situation. Turnabout, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying. So we get there, you know, we're looking fly, you know what I'm saying? We're feeling, you know, the vibe, the music. And we're like, man, we got to go get a drink. So we get to the bar, and you're not going to believe who I bump into. God, who is it? My professor. He was the <laughs> bartender. I was like, yo, professor, what you doing here? He's like, what you doing here? I'm like, I'm trying to have fun with these girls. You know what I'm saying? It's her, it's her birthday. And he goes, man, let me get y'all a drink. You know, it's on the house. Like, shots. I'm like, nah, professor's good, man. I'll stick with extra credit. Like, don't worry about it. No, he's like, look, if you want to pass my class, you got to take the shot. I was like, oh, oh, step, Patron. Pop, 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 pop. Man, I took so Just many. Just one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, easy. Yeah, easy, easy. Now raise the stakes. Right. (laughs) And the crazy thing is, at the end of the night, my professor leaves with the chick, the birthday girl. I was like, hey, (laughs) this guy got gay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. (laughs) If I I could edit that story, yeah, let me let me add to that story. If anyone's wondering if when he says Brian, Brian's my birth name, by the way, but I just go by Edward for 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 the scene. So, but um. When he mentioned the girls that were behind us, we were actually, we were actually with them. All right, so you know, not saying any names. It was one of them's uh, birthday party, right? So there was about three, three or four of them, I believe. Was, I think it was four of them, and it was just me, me and uh, me and David. <laughs> and uh, 
we went to some place before he, before the place he's talking about, and I, I, I've been watching the the podcasts, and um, I'm glad to have known David before he reached his comfort zone because there was a time I'm not going to say what happened, but there was a time where you know we all go through it where we. We, we, we don't find our, ourselves, our, our, our comfortable selves just yet. We sort of need that, that push to break us out of the shell. And I remember, like, he was asking me, like, hey, like, what should we do? I want to talk to that girl. I'm like, bro, I got you, bro. <laughs> so so we, we was in the place beforehand. And uh, like I said, I, um, before, not, not saying David was shy or anything, but, but he, he wasn't as comfortable as he is now. So I'm glad to have pushed him in the way to get him like, yo, you know, you, you got it. You're you. Just be you. And then next thing you know, three years later, we got, we, he, he popping now. And that's what's up. I'm glad, glad to have known you, bro. Thank like you. But no, nah, yeah, that night was hilarious. And after that, we, we did, we wanted to land bliss and, <laughs> there was there was five of us. There was five, six of us, and then David knew the bouncer, so we wasn't even trying to be on some slick shit. We like David's like, yo, what's good, what's good, and then the bouncer's like, yo, I could get you and your boy in for free. So we're like, I bet, like, cool, and then we're like, what about the girls? <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, nah, they're gonna have to pay, and we like, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So it was kind of, but it was just like, all right, fuck it. And then that night was just hilarious. But no, nah, uh, David did say the funniest parts of the night, though. But no, nah, that was that was one of the first nights uh, we really got back together. And then we, we turned up and then we were able to, I want to say we went too crazy after that. But any time with David is, is a fun time. So, yeah. Thank you, brother. Thank you. And then, I mean, you got any questions you want to ask Brian? Yes. So, um, obviously, uh, you know, we uh, heard that you, uh, you know, you're a singer and everything, and I you know, heard some of your songs. Um, so, I, I, uh, I heard only a couple songs, but so you're mostly yeah. R and B. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, so, uh, just some questions if we don't want to inter, you know, uh, have oh. some sort of interrogation or some shit, oh, sure. but, uh, <laughs> do you follow, uh, some sort of like a, maybe like a formula when it comes to like writing music, maybe uh, producing beats or something like that? This yeah. is probably a question you get a million times. What do you think? Oh, that's a great question. It's, it's Hami, right? Is it Hami? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's up, man? First of all, thank you for having me on here. Just want to say thank you for that. And for me, it's, it's to the point where. What I do is I make the beat first, right? The beat is sort of my foundation to, you know, laying laying the song down, laying the track. And the way I make the beat is I go off of like one thing. I don't, it doesn't all come at me all at once. So for an example, I like to use either a bass guitar for like the bass line and then I'll have some piano, some um, some strings, you know, just typical R&B stuff. But I want to say I try to find a melody from either a bass line or from the keys or the guitar. So I find one thing and then everything else just flows off of that. So that's a really good question. Um, I want to say most of the time, I would say usually the keys, I'll find some sort of catchy 
like sequence on the keys, right? And then the bass line will follow after that. And then the next thing you know, the drums, you know, with the uh, with the snare and the and the kick or whatever. But the drums come after that. And then once I have the beat down, I actually um, I use like a another program after the beat's done. So I use a program to make the beat, and then I use another program after the beat is made. And this is mainly for my vocals and for just coming up with uh, how I add on the vocal layer to it. So, you know, not, not to say too much, but I want to say after the beat is made, I don't, I don't freestyle my, my lyrics or my vocals, but I sort of think it through, but I really don't write it down. I it's sort of, it's sort of on the spot. And um, I have like a home studio. Like I don't, re I don't record as a at a music studio. I do all this like in my bedroom, bro. And then um, like like I have my mic here and everything. And here that actually, seems to be the new way. Yeah, I, I have one of my. Uh, they call it a MIDI, a MIDI keyboard. So where uh, you have a lot of these software that's online, and it's in the it's in the program itself. And what this does is acts as a keyboard, and I could just play different notes on it. So, oh, that's uh, great. Right. So I use that, and it usually, I want to say the melodies just come to me, but I try to freestyle a melody, and then the words just come, and I'll write down the words after the whole song is done, don't get me wrong, but I usually, I guess you could say I started using like a notepad, but it just doesn't, just doesn't feel natural for me. Right. I, like to, I like the melody to sort of come to me after the beat is made, so... I do the yeah, beat. so I, I'm sure, like, by now you're very comfortable when it comes to, you know, you yeah. kind of know what to do. When you started, how stressful was it? Or even now, I'm guessing you still might have queries of writer's block. That's, that's a great question. Um, Well, the best way to answer that question and starting out is to sort of just say how I started out with music in general. Um, I want to say... You know, when we're all kids in middle school, like, we'll <laughs> we'll make, like, a beat on the desk. And yeah. So I was that annoying kid that just beat on the, on the desk, and then people were like, yo, what are you doing, bro? Like, like make a beat, bro. <laughs> They're like, make a beat. So this was, bro, this was back in 2007, 8. We were still in grade school, and um, I want – there was this beat – maker game it wasn't really a program it was a beat maker game it was called beaterator i'll never forget it shout out beaterator i know it's not existing now but shout out to rockstar i believe they were the programs for it but it was like a game and I, I would make beats out of it and then after you make a beat you could download the mp3 right so then i would download the mp3 and then i'll put it i'll put it on my myspace at the time and then like i would, oh, I would that's great Hey, oh, like, anyone out there who still has MySpace, <laughs> please add me. I just added to MySpace. I just made a MySpace during the quarantine because I have yeah, no nothing going on. Yeah, yeah. So it, it it would get like nine, ten plays from like my classmates, and I'm like, bro. By the so way, sorry yeah. to interrupt, but did you know that MySpace is completely different now? Is it? Oh man, completely different interface. It's actually great for musicians. Really, it's really, really? good for musicians. I... It's good for anyone who's going into entertainment. It's 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 kind of like LinkedIn for musicians. Oh, I might, I might look into that, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely look into that. And I'll add you to my top eight. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, let's get it. <laughs> hey, don't no, but at Tom. <laughs> was, it, was it stressful, though? I mean, here's the but thing. Was it more I, stressful or joyful? Was it, it kind of like that spectrum, you know? It, it wasn't stressful because, like I said, it was a game, right? The beaterator, it was a game. So, <laughs> right. 
so it was so fun. I downloaded it, and then I guess when it became stressful was after like a couple years of just making beats. Like I, I was looking for rappers in my high school that would go off on it, and they're like, "Nah, bro, I ain't feeling this." And I would have people who have like who don't really rap like that, but they're like, "Nah, bro, I'm not feeling this beat." And I'm like, you know what? If they're not feeling it, I'll just, I'll just go off on it. So actually, I started rapping before I started singing because my singing, like my vocals weren't as polished as they are now. So that was what's stressful. I guess I wanted to do R&B, but my voice wasn't as, I wasn't confident first of all. And then two, it was just, it took a lot of polishing, but so I had to sort of force myself to rap first to just to have a voice on the beat. Stick to what you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then after that, it, it wasn't, if, if there's anything that's stressful, it would just be like my confidence with it. And, you know, throughout many years, it, it's to the point now where I'm just like, you know, life's too short. I have to, I might as well put music out there. Like there's no point in just keeping it to myself anymore. You know, so it was just, I just decided to, if I'm making beats and if I'm making songs, like, you know, and if I'm just showing it to close friends like David, like it's no one's really benefiting off of it except for my friends. So I just decided like, let me just do this Edward Monte thing. Let me, let me put it out there. And then the first song I, I really put out there was actually my intention. This was back at COVID when COVID really hit and everything started closing down. And I was just like, let me make a song for the essential workers. It's called Chaos. And, um, I highlighted like three, four people just to, it was, it was just something fun and something positive I wanted to do. And then um, I think that that's what sort of gave me confidence to be consistent, at least with putting out music. Cause I've always been making music. I'm just, I was never consistent with putting it out there. So I think now this, uh, this- Sounds like a lot of musicians. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, dude. So there's a lot of people who have the talent and a lot of people who do have it, they just, they just got to put it out there, bro. And that's, I just, that's what I decided to do, man. So. Wow. How often do you practice singing? I'd, I'd say I, I do like a little exercise every day. It's sort of like a, a habitual thing. You could call it like silent karaoke where I do like, you know, not to, not to be too loud to where they can't hear me upstairs, but I'll, I'll practice it here and there. I think what I, aside for the practice and the singing part, I think I there's, I work on music every day, whether it's just part of beat I'm trying to do or whether it's recording a little vocals for one of the songs. I try to do as something as small as like a... One thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. something as small as like, like a minute interlude or something like that. Yeah, yeah, something. Well, here's, here's how small, like, today... I, I just finished like the last couple layers of the beat, but I didn't, I was like, uh, cause there's, there's just so much I'm working on, like different songs I'm working on that I'll sort of just, I won't be done with one project, then start another. Sometimes I'll be, I'll be like 50% of one project and then I'm feeling like a, a faster paced R&B song. So I'll save that project and I'll do another one, you know? So it's <laughs> everything's sort of out there, but as long as I'm just making progress, that's what I just try to focus on every day is just make progress. Yeah. So that, that's the main thing behind it. And, and what made you pick your stage name? That's that's the thing. I'm curious. Like, yeah, uh, it's 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 part of my 
full name. Um, I don't want to say <laughs> my full name out, but Edward Monte is part of like my full name, including like my mother's maiden name. That's those those two names are part of like the whole you dig. You know what I'm saying? So I just decided, you know, it's it's me. Um, I'm able, and th this actually helped with the putting music out there and the confidence part of it was using a stage name. And I was like, at least if I use a stage name, you know, music's just a part of me, but it's not only me. You know what I'm saying? Like the the Brian in me is is, is just a regular dude. You know what I'm saying? So I use a Ramonte to sort of, I guess, be that alter ego or that, that sort of persona that people would go to for my music. It's still me though. Still feels like me. Um, it's still the hundred percent me, but um, it, it's a way I can give my all to the music and then associate it with that, with that part of my life. So anyone who's listening to this right now, if there's anyone, if anyone would think of like a good, uh, you know, maybe like a alter ego, you, you mentioned that. And I just thinking like, what if what if someone was named Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde? Oh. Or both. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. That was like yeah. a rapper's name. Man. I feel like that's like a missed opportunity with like the uh, – you know, like, you know, everyone's going crazy over the superhero movies now. You know, it's yeah. like – it's actually ridiculous how corporatized it is now and how much American propaganda is inside some of these movies. But like, uh, you know, if they added that for something like um, – yeah, I don't know. Just uh, – <laughs> No, yeah, like, I, I think, especially in, not even just the music industry, but in entertainment, there's there's so much, people are afraid of looking goofy, you know, and they're, they're not willing to try out different experience and experiments, and when you really think about it, I mean, if, if people feel like they're always failing, like, once they find that one part of success that works for them, everyone's going to forget about the failed attempts that they've done in the past. Right. Um, when, when I, yeah, it's just, you just have to, don't be afraid of being goofy. Right. Like it's people, you're always going to have people who doubt you first of all, and no matter what, you might as well just keep doing what you're doing. And if it makes you happy, like might as well go for it. So, uh, but yeah, I think like like you said, there's a lot of missed opportunities out there, and it's like whether it's not me, like it's you're totally right. It's like people gotta take advantage and you know go crazy with it. So that's yeah. Uh, so uh, weird question here. Uh, you so uh, do you have your own version? I know you have your own version of I'm sure different covers, different music. Maybe you thought about doing cover or something like that. But do you have your own version for songs like Happy Birthday, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, those kind of songs? Man, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> because was, you know yeah, if you go to a restaurant, yeah. sometimes they'll have their own Happy Birthday song? Yeah, yeah. I've actually thought about, and this is actually if any of if any of my subscribers, I mean, my subscribers will listen to this, but uh, I'm actually trying to do like a happy birthday sort of track. Oh, how about that? Oh, snap. I, I know Drake just did one, which is no problem. Like, I'm not trying to copy him. or Fuck Drake. <laughs> it's all about you. Yeah, yeah, but um, it's, I've always wanted like my own version of happy birthday that, you know, I could just. If people get turned, I could just like play it in the back, you know, I could play it and then, you know, David just comes himself and gets turned with it. 
you know, if you I, make I a song and assuming, you know, you give us the permission to use it uh, oh, you know, as course, much as we like, want. I, yeah. Whenever it's someone's birthday or whatever, if we mention someone's, we got to add that in there for every single yeah, mention of a birthday, yeah. every single reference of a birthday. Yeah. Like um, I actually, yeah, of- no pressure or anything. You know, I don't want you to make the song like tomorrow or whatever. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've actually thought about this a lot. Like I thought about the beat already. And I thought about like the chorus, like, it, no, I've actually thought about that. Like, the happy birthday track it's just you know i want to find the right time to put it out there but no i so yeah you could say something's in the works for that yeah let's put it out there yeah. that's great wow yeah. so. shot in the dark wow, we already we already got some breaking news here <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sneak peek, you know what i'm saying sneak peek <laughs> do you like do you like i don't know if you've ever done have you ever done live or anything do you do like doing that stuff so I'm really, I'm really different in terms of, I don't, if this thing ever gets successful, I don't think it's, I don't want to go about it the ordinary way. If there's one thing I want from all of this, it's to be a songwriter, right? So it's a sort of work behind the scenes. Um, I have been in a couple live shows. I've been in a lot of terrible live shows. But I think the most recent ones that I've done were positive, and that's what gave me the confidence to just even put music out there. But it's it's definitely a different feeling. And the last couple of live things that I've done, yeah, it, it felt really good. The set was pretty well. The people at the bar were were, were, were fucking with it. And um, oh, sorry if I if I swore. I don't. Know if no, I it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it was. It's a good experience. Is it something that I want to do? And you know, not not to break any hearts of the people who already listen to my music, but I don't really plan on like touring, you know, and being that. Like, yeah. So one that makes songs. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So the, I guess that was kind of my other question. My question was mostly about how do you, uh, and this still applies for you now. Yeah. Uh, how do you overcome like stuff like stage fright and stuff like that? That's a very common question. And also, uh, yeah. or, and or you know, either that or are you mostly recording alone, and that kind of thing? Oh, bro, you you got to so the stage fright thing. You you got you have to fail. I think that's really the only way to get over it is have one sort of embarrassing set. And then once it's over, you're like, oh, that's it. Like, you know, it wasn't even that bad. Yeah. It's, like, it's, like, it's like getting blown out, you know, like in like a, you know, like your favorite baseball team or basketball team or whatever, they get blown out. You forget about it. You just move on. Next, clean slate. Next day. Yeah, like, dude, I, I remember one time it, it was an open mic at, at, at this college, bro. And uh, the perfect was, place to fail. Yeah. It, it was so bad, bro. Like, it was. <laughs> David, were you going to be so funny when you. <laughs> but it was just uh I knew <laughs> there was a thing. I was uh, I, I was really new. So this this was before I went to Northeastern Dayton. And, uh, I was at a different college. And, um, <laughs> I, I start. It was a very small college, honey. So the thing about this college was uh, it was very sm- very small. And what's at it least called? Me, it's uh, <laughs> I don't know if I want to put it out there like that. But, uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> cause cause my experience wasn't wasn't that good with it. But um, oh fuck it, I'll just say it. it's Dominican University, right? So, oh yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah I've heard that. It's, it's right there in River I see ads all the time. Shout yeah, sh- shout out DU. Shout out DU. It was actually, <laughs> I, I met a, a bunch of good people out there, but you know, shout out Andre. Shout out Mayo. But um, 
I, I've, I've met a good amount. Shout out Jessica David. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I let's say I made a good and good first impression on a lot of people, right? To the point where it was just I didn't really have to worry about social life because it was just like whatever. Like I, I didn't care about what happened. People just sort of knew me, not to toot my own horn or anything, but it was just. People just fuck with my personality once I got out there. So I'm like, cool. Like, like my, it, it was just real fun once I got there. So I remember. But before you dive yeah. deeper, are you so, the type of person who does not eat or something like that before, like a you know, like a big thing like that? You know, if you're preparing yourself for like a big performance, are you the type of person who avoids eating or that kind of thing? Nah, the weird nah. things like that. No, nah, I don't have any weird superstitions. If anything, give me a shot of that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm. <laughs> Like, like I, I, I'm, I'm that type of, not even performer, but person. You know, like before something big, I'm, I try to be as loose and relaxing before as possible. I don't have any weird superstitions or anything. But going back to the story, this, uh, I'll never forget because it was an open mic. And one thing I've learned, at least for me, was, uh, I'll show my music to people who I'm really comfortable with. Right. But I think at this time I was just showing my music to everyone. So everyone sort of had this expectation that like, oh, he here's a singer. Oh shit. Like he's he's gonna pop off. He's gonna pop off. So bro, David, I'll never forget. There's this uh I was really cool with this one girl, right? And she had a friend that I'm I'm gonna sound like i I'm gonna sound like such a simp on me, bro. It's it's so ridiculous. But uh she We've had, all been there. <laughs> she had a friend that was probably the, the baddest girl in the university. And like I had a good first impression with her, right? So uh <laughs> she was uh she was like, Hey, hey Brian, I heard you singing. Like, I can't wait. And I'm like, bro, you know, like let's get it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, <laughs> right. you know, she's getting me excited. But at the same time it's scary because I'm like, fuck, now there's an expectation. You know what I'm saying? And um so we go out there and she she's with her friend. So I'm just like, fuck, like it's her game like, seven pressure. That's what I'm saying. So she got like five friends, and I'm like David, bro. Like I'm this, this you, you're gonna be disappointed in me, bro. So the song I decided to sing, which was a mistake, because it's such a great song, but you need to practice it a lot before you perform it in an open mic. I decided to sing "Thinking About You" by Frank Ocean. Oh, like, that is a tough one. That's one of my favorite. That is tough. That's hard. And like. For me, what I should have did, you know, not to be too crazy with the musical terms, but I should have went falsetto with the higher part. I decided to belt out that motherfucker, bro. So, start off, start off by people vibing. And then when it came to the, do you not think so far? Like, all that part, I decided to belt it out instead of falsettoing it. And, bro, voice cracked. Oh, my God. Hey. Ooh, like, my motherfuckers were laughing. I see, I see the, oh. I, I see the girl. I ain't gonna say her name, but oh, she out no. there, she low key like chuckling. I'm like, fuck, I fucked up everything. So it was after that, bro. And like, <laughs> bro, it, when I think about it now, it's it's really not that big of a deal now. But back yeah. then, oh, bro, I was so embarrassed. It was everything, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, fuck. And like, all these people thought like I was such a good singer, and they're like, oh, fuck. Hey, what what, what song are you making on now? You know, like I, I'm sort of like the joke on campus. Well, not really the joke on campus, but it's like. Like oh shit that that's a dude that that cracked you know in the open mic so oh my god yeah but but and then you'll forever be known as yeah. the 
the guy who cracked, the cackle yeah, that but, cracked. Man, if, if there's one thing I could tell for anyone who hasn't gone through this yet and they're thinking about going through it or thinking about doing music was uh, this is the same year I, I attended a talent show at Dominican. And um, I actually did pretty well on this talent show, but this this talent show I'll never forget, homie. I'm gonna tell you, homie and David. I'll, I'll tell you why. Because um, there was a uh, there was two singers, right? Let's say singer A, singer B, right? Singer A went to got like is a gospel singer. She's part of a choir, so you know she could really sing. Like she, right? Like, she's trained, almost professional. Like she's going there for music. You know what I'm saying? So she's a good singer. Singer B is just a guy with a guitar. You know what I'm saying? Singer A does her performance. She does really well, but her performance, there's not really a lot of emotion into it. And you could just tell she's such a good singer. You know what I'm saying? So she does her thing, and she actually does pretty well, not going to lie. And she she sings a gospel song, and, and she kills it. Singer B goes up, right? He's saying, just my imagination, temptations. I remember the song, bro. Like, it was, so it's just Singer B. No one knew he could sing like that. And he wasn't even that great of a singer, but there was such an emotional aspect to the song, honey, that I'll never forget it to this day. Like he had the whole room quiet and like with his guitar, he wasn't even hitting like all these complicated chords. Like he was just strumming like a simple strum. And it was just something about his voice and something behind it where I'm just like, it's really about the connection you have with the audience. You know, and he was able to capture all of our, you know, all of our attention. I think he won first place, actually, but he was, uh, he, like, he wasn't even that great of a singer, but, you know, he was on, he was on tune, right? He was on, he was hitting the notes, but it was just the emotion behind it. You know, I now never forget that. So if anyone's worrying about a performance, just, you know, try to get the emotional aspect of whatever you're trying to do for your performance and really just you know do your thing like don't worry if it's going to be good or not just put some emotion behind it and then next thing you know you're going to capture the audience as long as you have that emotional aspect for it so i'll never forget that 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 singer beef i mean fuck i forgot his name but uh, he he killed it man he man i was like oh and he had such a huge applause after he finished so that sort of like gave me confidence that you know it doesn't matter if you're not the best singer right it's just as long as you do you right you put some emotion behind it and the next thing you know people are just gonna fuck with it so I like performances that. after that i'd say were much better <laughs> after those it's amazing how like music does that to you and how, how it does that to your brain it comes up with, like kind of like those kind of responses in your brain, you know, you you could be listening to a certain part of a song and you'll be thinking of something like way back then. You'll be like, Oh my God, you know, I remember hanging out with this person and you know, this person's now dead or something like that. You know, you come up with those kind of thoughts, you know, or, you know, when it comes, just comes to like, Oh wow. I think of this girl when I think of the song, you know, and <laughs> you know, and she rejected me in the most laughable way. <laughs> and it's very sad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say guys, we got like a few minutes left. Um, but I, I'm gonna wrap it oh. up a bit. But I want to thank you know Edward Monte for coming through. My boy. Uh, where can our audience find you? And and guys, don't forget to like, share, comment, subscribe. Yeah. What's so uh, I guess the main 
way you can find me is on Instagram. So just search up my name, Edward Monte, something should come up. But if not, the username should be Edward Monte underscore. So it's like Edward Monte all in one, the underscore after that. And then on YouTube, yeah, you could just type in Edward Monte and M-A-N-T-E. And then um, I guess the song that people, um, I guess the most popular song is called Right Now. So just search up right now, Edward Monte, and then I should pop up. I should be one of the first ones. That, that pops up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, so. player. Man, but yeah, man, thank you for coming through, bro. This is an honor. Sir, uh, sir. Yeah, thank you, Hamid, too. And, yeah. uh, thank yeah. you, Edward, man. That was great. Right. Thank this you. Touch, guys. Peace. Peace.